All right, welcome everybody back to the Present Tense Podcast. How we doing? How we doing? Episode 7 already. Wow. Moving on through, man. We're, we're pros now. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully sounds a little better than number one. <laughs> so we were, we were talking a little bit about, Andre and I, there was this thing that happened. Um, you may or may not have heard about it. There was this Academy Awards thing where someone walked up on stage and slapped someone else. It was in the news. Uh, of course, we don't want to make our whole show about that. Every This is a one-time <laughs> deal. We're talking about it, and we're not going to talk about it all show, but we're just going to briefly talk about it to kind of lead into the segment. We're, we're mentioning it for context. Yes. Because when that happened, there were just, I think, some things for both of us that got brought up, that we thought of, that we noticed uh, internally in ourselves, and then also just kind of the overall internet mad reaction to things <laughs> of course we all have the discussions amongst each other and in our friend groups and amongst one another right. so uh, the first thing i always notice when when something happens like that is there's this rush to jump on either side good or bad right or wrong like we all have this desire to feel like we've got to pick one of those things whenever mm-hmm. not just this incident but you know any well-known, newsworthy thing, or just things in our personal life, whether it's our friend group, our personal relationships, people we work with. We've always got to decide immediately if what that person did was right, wrong, good, or bad. Mm -hmm. And we do that with ourselves, too. Whatever we're... Self-judgment, right, wrong, good, bad. Yep. And it's just... It's a human condition, human frailty. Yeah. And so what we're trying to do is just kind of get beyond that. Our brains are going to do that automatically Mm -hmm. but just being able to take a little bit of a pause before we we decide we need to jump in a camp of good bad right wrong um to see if there's maybe another way we can look at it so that was the first thing that i noticed when all that happened was just like a really like rush everyone's in on this everyone knows about it everyone's picking their side Mm -hmm. and me me personally i jumped onto the side immediately and then i caught myself and I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Same here. <laughs> Look at both sides. Look at, you know, show compassion, as we talked mm-hmm. about, for each person, each individual, and what they may have been thinking of in that moment and how they may have, how they did react in that moment. Right. Um, and what that takes me back to is not just in the moment, because we have a reaction in a moment, mm-hmm. but the reason for that reaction could be. Years in the making. <laughs> Absolutely. Build up. Build up. Um, there may be certain things that we learned when we were children or very young that kind of stuck with us. Mm-hmm. There's behind the scenes things that other people don't see or don't know about that can affect how we react mm-hmm. to something. And all anyone sees is the final result. And then we're looking at this. We're so embarrassed. We're, how did I do that? Why did I do that? But there's a million different reasons why. And not that those reasons why excuse shitty behavior mm-hmm. or hurting someone else. But I do think it's always really important to acknowledge that there is a reason for our actions. There's a reason for someone else's actions. Yep. It doesn't justify them, but there's always a reason. And that was just the most important thing that I caught myself because I did the same thing. I'm, I'm, oh, oh, what's my reaction to this? Is that, what's, what's my thing? Is good, bad, right, wrong? I wouldn't have done that, you know, mm-hmm. but then thinking about it, oh, I don't need to jump in, in either camp mm-hmm. <laughs> on that. Well, and what I did for everybody who I spoke to about it who had 
a reaction for who was right and who was wrong is I asked them, well, did you consider these factors for said person? Mm. And did you consider these factors for said person? And I was interested to see that everybody kind of thought for a moment. They took a second, the second that we all should have taken before Mm. we made a distinct um, observation on who's wrong or who's right or how it should have went or whatever. Um, And it's what we should do with ourselves. Like you said, for every action, there's a reaction, but there's also the responsibility. And so trying to... Trying to bring upon the responsibility before the action mm-hmm. will drastically change the reaction, I believe. But sure. that's the hardest part, right? Yeah. Because I know for myself, I'd like to think of myself as a pretty easygoing, happy, relatable person. If I meet someone new or have an interaction with someone I don't know, I'd like to think for the most part that's a positive interaction for others. Mm-hmm. But I do know sometimes it happens, mm-hmm. whether I'm maybe I'm running late or... Uh, I think just the other day at, at, at the gas station, I was uh, I was running late for work. I was trying to get gas really quickly. I was kind of upset that gas was so expensive. And <laughs> I, I went in, in the door, and I was trying to grab a water and get out. And I really, I, I totally cut off this, this other woman that was walking through uh, at, at the same time. Cut her off completely. Walked right in front of her, like was not paying attention that she was there. She made some kind of comment, and I just looked at her. Mm-hmm. Not in the most friendliest way. Yep. <laughs> and in that moment, my actions felt justified because I was so caught up in my thoughts and my feelings. But then I got back in the car and I felt really bad mm-hmm. <laughs> for a while. I was like, I was a jerk <laughs> to that to that woman, and I'm not a jerk by nature. Yeah. But in that moment, I reacted like a jerk. Mm-hmm. But there was a hundred different reasons why mm-hmm. I did. I woke up late that morning. There was traffic. I was late, a little under pressure, some phone calls, expensive gas, worried about money, and I put myself in a mind frame where I treated someone differently than I would have if all things were equal. All because you weren't in sync and you weren't grounded within yourself that day. Right. Which we all do. We always take it out on somebody else who did one little Mm -hmm. thing. One little thing. Yeah. And it's, it's... it's difficult to change that because we catch ourselves, maybe not every day, but you might catch yourself once a week or once a month doing that. And so how do you think we should go about that? Or how do you go about trying to change that after you've caught yourself? Well, in that instance, I mean, the, the first thing is there's that selfishness like, wow, that woman thinks I'm an asshole mm-hmm. <laughs> because she had one interaction with me yep. <laughs> and I came out and I was in that moment. I was an, an asshole. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel badly about that uh, for myself, mm-hmm. first of all, because I feel like I misrepresented myself. I wasn't true to you know, my, my goals in meeting and interacting with other people. And so there's that judgment aspect that I have to let go because... I sat with that for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a long drive uh, to get to where I was going for work, and I kept ruminating on that and feeling bad about it for about another hour and a half. Yeah, <laughs> I just kept going around and around with it. Yep. So it was uh, the first part. I think is just removing the judgment from self mm-hmm. and, and not dwelling on that too much. Mm-hmm. And the, the second part of it is is just trying to forgive myself for that 
moment and also going back and trying to tracing back the 14 steps that led to me getting there. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't paying attention through any of those 14 steps that I was in a not great, normal, centered, calm, peaceful state Mm -hmm. that I normally am. So I, I let each one of those things knock me a little bit more out of center, didn't pay attention, didn't bring myself back, wasn't conscious of where my mind state was. Yep. And I, I let it get away. Mm-hmm. And then had to sit with it. Right. And then oftentimes there's that reaction and then that's the thing that snaps back like, oh, wow. Yeah. That wasn't cool. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I get it. Um, I always go to the reaction first. See, okay. so I think our normal process is action, reaction, mm-hmm. and then thought. Um, and like I said, we should think, react, act. Um, I always go with the reaction, which for me is the feeling. So if I'm angry, I show anger right away. What the hell are you doing? Get the hell off the road. It happened to me yesterday coming from work. And I just, I couldn't do anything. I'm in the car, you know, but some guy (laughs) cut me off. He was the asshole. And Mm -hmm. I just verbally just spewed on him, right? Um, When I could have just, you know, we're not going anywhere. We're in traffic. I can be upset, but I don't have to blurt it out or whatever, whatever. Um, Just for me, it's just trying trying to remember to... The responsibility first, just the thought first, not going straight to the feeling Mm -hmm. and then the action. Um, For me, I've always struggled, well, younger years, uh, 21 through probably 28-ish, actually probably 18 through 28-ish, but uh, (laughs) alcohol was always a negative factor for me (laughs) that my friends... Back home, I'll gladly tell you some stories from then where I reacted due to the action of drinking because my feelings would come out in that way. Mm. And um, it was never good. Never good. I'd, I'd fight friends for no reason or attempt to at least. <laughs> um, verbally, I'd get into arguments. I just wasn't a fun person when I was drinking and... Mm. That was my, that was the way I dealt with my feelings. And it's still always a struggle with anger, with pain, anytime a death occurs. Um, I find myself in that, in that battle, in that war of, okay, do I drown myself in the drinking so that mm-hmm. I don't have to think about it? But the responsibility is you know what happens when you do that. Mm -hmm. So you have to think and consider all the possible outcomes, negative, positive, what can happen from this. Mm -hmm. And I've got too much to lose now. So that, for me, helps in the moment to make that decision of, okay, let's not do that. Mm -hmm. Let's try and find some other ways to, you know, and it's a lot to think about in a little bit of time. Sure. Yeah. In a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. I get that. And that's why it's a struggle. Because, I mean, it comes down to a split second, a split minute, right. a split couple of minutes mm-hmm. to make a right or wrong decision, as we saw. Sure. You know? Yeah. And sometimes that is impossible to avoid. 
it's mm-hmm. going to happen. We're we're humans. Sometimes that boiling point will happen, and we're going to explode at nothing, mm-hmm. and at the person who doesn't deserve it. And so I think it's also really important to always have that empathy if you are on the receiving end of that. Mm-hmm. Again, doesn't make someone yelling at you for no reason or saying something mean or hurting you in any way okay. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to recognize that that person has gone through something, experienced something that I'm not aware of right now mm-hmm. that is causing that reaction. And whether it's something, you know, something simple like, you know, like traffic is always a really easy example. Always. You know, someone cuts you off in traffic or was, was rude. Like that. It's like, okay, I can be upset at that. Mm-hmm. And I, I will, we will have a reaction to be mm-hmm. upset or offended or put off by that. But then also, just to come back to, I don't know what that person experienced this morning. Maybe, yeah. they, maybe they had a big fight with their wife. Uh, their kid was thrown up this morning. They were late dropping them off to school. Uh, they forgot their homework. They were only late to work. Their boss called and, and was yelling at them, upset. I don't know what that person's experiencing. Mm-hmm. But there's probably a reason why they're that way right now. Yeah. <laughs> or they're in that state. Because I can look back at myself and think, oh, I didn't represent myself truly or fully the way I would want to mm-hmm. in some instances. But there were circumstances that explain why. Yeah. So just giving that freedom and that ability to, to others to have that empathy for them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay. Maybe you had a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> or a rough afternoon or a rough, a rough, a rough year. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. And I think we lose sight of that so often as just a culture and a society is that we don't have the, the level of empathy that maybe we once did. And I don't know why that is. I think part of it's we're just also caught up in our lives that mm-hmm. have, let's just be honest, over the last decade, I'd say, if not more, have become extremely more difficult um, for a lot of people. Yeah. Gas prices going up, inflation, wars, this, that, the third. You know, there's so much going on in our day-to-day lives that on top of work, because we all work so much now, right? Mm-hmm. Um that we just lose compassion and empathy for others. And I think that's something we all should work on at least a little bit each day. Try to practice something that just gets you grounded so that you don't take your shit out on other people, right? Right. And not we don't want to make sure we're not excusing someone hurting someone else or someone's awful behavior. Those are not excusable things. It doesn't make it okay mm-hmm. for someone to be harmful or be hurtful or say hurtful things or, or do something to harm another person. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's important to empathy and compassion are different than excusing behavior. So you, we can have both. Yes. We can, we can say to someone, I did not, what you did here was inappropriate, was wrong, mm-hmm. was not okay. But I understand why, mm-hmm. and, I, and I understand you. Yep. And then that can just that can open up that bridge to connect with the other person. Realizes they were an asshole and taking things out on you for no reason. Mm-hmm. But they feel understood. Yep. And that can bond something back closer together than it was before. Whether it's with your friend or your your, your relationship, whatever it is, being able to have have both sides of that. Mm-hmm. Simultaneous can be a really, really powerful tool to draw closer to to someone. Of and course, not only help us with the way that we're feeling and get rid of that 
bad energy by feeling attacked mm-hmm. or given someone else's mm-hmm. <laughs> bad energy, uh, but also the other person to help them release it as well because we've now, we've hit that that pause button mm-hmm. for them too. Yep. So it works both ways, whereas they can hit the pause wise, oh, yeah, I did have a rough day and that's why I'm acting this way right now. But now that I realize that, I can let it go and I can just be with meet you here. And it's a really, really powerful tool if we can do it, it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. We get emotional. We get charged up. Yeah. But if we can do that, uh, I know I found specifically with you know, I mean the the close relationship we have is with our, our our partners. Yeah. Right. So I've been really more aware of that being in being married now and uh, being in a relationship with Laura. Where yeah, we're not getting away from each other. So mm-hmm. being able to to see that, to recognize that when it's coming, have the empathy and compassion, relay that. It just it works a whole lot better than if I get all caught up in my feelings and well, how dare you? I didn't do that. You can't take that out on mm-hmm. me and get offended and upset, ego led, versus seeing it from the other person's perspective. For sure, um, the word that jumps to mind is accountability. We just need to be better at taking accountability for our actions. So, for me, when I do feel like I've been an asshole or taken it out on somebody and been very short or very maybe not very nasty but nasty in my verbiage towards someone um a couple hours later or so because like you i'll sit there in my thoughts and think about it like right. man they probably thought this or they probably thought that with how i said this and then i'm all in my head so my my process is to go to them and write them or call them and say, hey, listen, like, I apologize for earlier. <laughs> I had some stuff going on, man. Um, you know, and I didn't mean to take that out on you if that's how you felt or if that's how you do feel. I don't want that to change, you know, how you feel about me. Um, I just want to let you know I was going through some stuff. And that might lead to them asking, do you need to talk? Mm-hmm. And maybe I do. Maybe that's all it was, is I just needed to talk to somebody to get this off of my mind and out there so that I don't have to sit with it anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, I I told you, you know, and I told, you know, all you guys that for my job, a lot of times people are quiet. So I sit with my thoughts a lot. (laughs) I sit with my thoughts a lot. So... If you feel like I talk a lot, that's why. Because I don't get to talk at work often. <laughs> I mean, we have great conversations, but um, which led us to hair, which I'm thankful for yet again. But um, yeah, I don't get that luxury with everybody. Yeah. So just accountability, you know, I think can help us all fix any action or reaction that we may have, you know. Acted upon. Yeah. And so far, we've kind of talked about smaller micro level things, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, it's it's the day that got away from us and we're feeling this way in a certain day. There's also those things where it's just, it's years built up or we experience things when we're very young that kind of get ingrained in us and we're not aware of it. Mm -hmm. And so people that are maybe a more difficult person to be around or to deal with, they got their reasons too. Yeah, and they've had traumatic experiences or horrible childhoods that have gotten buried down so deep they're not really aware of them anymore and we all have those too I know for myself 
Uh, I talked about my, my parents in, in one of the first episodes, but I have an awesome father. Uh, he's incredible, loving. I, I could not have asked for a better dad. But he does have a little bit of a, when I was younger especially, um, it's, it's gone now <laughs> as, mm-hmm. he's, as he's aged, but he did, he did have a tendency to have a, a bit of a temper mm-hmm. and was never you know, violent or, or physically uh, abusive at all. But uh, he's a very large, strong man with a deep voice. Yep. And that was terrifying to me as a little kid. Mm-hmm. And I remember experiencing that. And when I would hear that or hear him in that mood, I would really just shut down mm-hmm. and want to hide and, and want to go away. And I remember, the funny part is I remember the feeling of how scared I was in those moments. And I remember like not wanting to ever make anyone feel that way. Mm-hmm. And then fast forward to myself being an adult, and sometimes if if you know there's a rough moment with you know my wife and I, or with a friend, I feel that frustration coming up and kind of boiling over, and I watch myself. It's weird, like I'm I'm watching myself do the same thing that my father did. Mm-hmm. The loud, intimidating voice. <laughs> um, again, never any any thought or threat of, of a physical. <laughs> Anything, yeah. but I'm a large person, and I realize when I am upset, there is a physicality to me mm-hmm. that can be scary, absolutely, <laughs> to someone. And I, it's because I, I feel like I'm watching myself do it, and I am disgusted with myself as it's happening. But I feel totally out of control, like I'm watching the movie of myself, and, yeah. I f- and afterwards I feel so awful, and. Oftentimes, I'm not upset at the situation anymore. I'm so mad at me mm-hmm. that I did that. Because I, 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 I remember how it made me feel, and I'm doing the same thing yeah. to someone else that I really love and care about. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing the same thing, and I get so upset at myself that it almost, it just, that cycle just kind of keeps going. Yep. <laughs> A lot of the time. Um, and I know, too, conversely, if I receive that from someone, I still go into my little boy shutdown mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do. I, I kind of just make myself small, physically and mentally and emotionally, and I want to curl up and I want, and I want to go away. And I don't want to deal with it. Yeah. I, I notice myself have that tendency when that starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just again, I had an awesome childhood. I have awesome parents, and still I picked up things that are still with me at forty years old. Yeah. <laughs> so we've all got them. I mean, as a child, you see it. It's it's hard to ignore, but you don't know how to control your mental aspect of it so Mm -hmm. you don't know that someday this is gonna come back to like become you or part of you you know you don't know that you're gonna take on these you know little intricate actions and reactions of your parents or or whomever whomever your mentors or whatever or could be just your environment like i said i had to i had a really awesome, blessed mm-hmm. life. So I haven't had a lot of trauma and, and bad experiences. So someone who grew up in an awful area, was around, saw horrible things that mm-hmm. they shouldn't have seen, didn't have great parents. Like, how much more of those things are going to be ingrained in them? Oh, yeah. You know, and how much of a rougher time are they going to have? Because mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've got plenty of my own, and I was 95% great. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. And I'll tell you, I've... I've I'm the opposite. Not that I grew up in a horrible sense at all. I would never say mm-hmm. that. But I saw a lot of shit, man. Yeah. You know? Um, and 
my parents are complete oxymorons. They're just, <laughs> they couldn't be more different. Yeah. Uh, all my friends back home who know them know that as well. Um, my father is similar to yours. Uh, we had a great relationship when I was younger, when I was a child. Um, and However, they, just like many spouses, um, argued a lot. Mm-hmm. And I never understood it, and I never understood the military aspect of a human being. Mm-hmm. And so it actually wasn't until my father's funeral when I heard my uncle speak about his time in the military and losing his close friends, um, you know, that he went to war with. Yeah. Uh how that affected him and impacted him. And so there was a lot of times where I just saw this angry person when he would be mad mm-hmm. and his voice would get loud. And that look that you see in yourself during mm-hmm. your movie where it's just anger and it's scary and it's like, where is this coming from? I finally was able to understand that okay. at his funeral when my uncle spoke about what he had lost and what he had went through. Mm-hmm. and. That was stuff I never, ever, I never, ever put myself in his position to understand where that was coming from and Mm -hmm. why he was so that way. Yeah. Um, However, he always, we had some great times, man. He did love, he did love me. He loved my friends whenever they came, came around. Like they loved, they loved Will, man. (laughs) And so, you know, I can see that side. Mm Mm-hmm. But I also saw the other side that they didn't see. Sure. And so, of course, I took that on. Um, but I also take on my mom's side as well. And my mom's the sweetest, sweetest human being you'll ever meet. But she will fight back. <laughs> She's not going to take shit, right? So, you know, um, it was oddly entertaining for me to witness their arguments because I'm like, oh, she's not a pushover she's super strong and she's not gonna take it from anybody Mm -hmm. even my father you know so um but when it came time to discipline my mom was the one that disciplined me she was the one that gave me the spanking she was the one that grounded me she was the one that yelled at me and so just i i was incredibly blessed to learn from both of them that you can have a tough exterior mm-hmm. and a soft interior, and you can have a tough exterior or a soft exterior mm-hmm. and a tough interior. Mm-hmm. And I think I was able to, you know, mesh that. It took yep. me a while. It took a lot of maturity and life lessons, and quite frankly, a lot of fucking up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, I I had to learn the hard way. But yeah, I I mean, between that and just. We've spoke about it. I've seen and gone through tremendous death in my life. And so, you know, there, there, there's a lot. There's like two halves of me. There's one half that's holding so much, man, that just I there were times I was wondering, like, when it, when is my time? Is it coming soon? Mm-hmm. You know, like, fuck it. Let me just live, yep. you know. And then there's the other side that's like playing it safe because of all that hurt sure. and all that, you know deathness of what I've been through and what I've seen. So, well, it's the same with all of us. We all have that shadow self. Every mm-hmm. aspect 
of someone else, personality trait that we see we don't like, mm-hmm. guess what? We got those too. Yep. They're all in us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the really important points uh, that I remembered from something I listened to a long time ago. Uh, it was said, if I was to live the exact same life as you did, have your exact experiences, how different would I be from you? Mm-hmm. The answer is probably not much, if at all. Mm-hmm. And I really believe that's true. Like we are all, for the most part, just products of our experiences. Mm-hmm. So again, just having the empathy and compassion. Yeah, okay, this person is a rude, arrogant asshole. Mm-hmm. But if I had their exact experiences, how different from them would I be? Probably, I probably exactly the I same. I probably wouldn't be any different at all. Yeah. So not excusing them doesn't mean you got to hang out with that person mm-hmm. and spend a lot of time with them. Mm-hmm. But you can still have empathy and compassion for them. Yep. Instead of being angry at them, carrying that around inside of yourself or mm-hmm. ourselves, I can let that go because I can understand that person had some unfortunate stuff that I didn't have to deal with. Yeah. You know, and they're they're there, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you feel that some of the stuff started to pop up, like we both mentioned, witnessing the the anger and the temper from our fathers, when you feel that start to come up for you, is there anything, or even after after you've noticed you you do that, <laughs> you you're aware that you've done that, is there anything that you do or practice that where you try to be more aware of that to kind of cut that off before it happens, or, or things you do that kind of help that help you with that? Yeah, I'd say I have a good sense of outside of the quick triggers of somebody cutting you off or, you know, the grocery store or somebody, you know, pissing you off or whatever. Um, I kind of can sense when a moment's about to happen mm-hmm. and I may react or act. Um, I walk away. Okay. I, I, I need to just be solitary. I need to... Sit and process. Mm-hmm. I, I've done a lot of sitting and processing over over the years. Um, that really helps me. If I've already acted or reacted, I also do the same. Mm-hmm. I need to be solitary. I need to process for a minute. And I come back. Because I, I want to come back almost immediately. I want to have the conversation Immediately. I don't want to sit here with these thoughts too much longer. I don't want you to sit here with these thoughts too much longer. As I stated last time, um, or last session, um, I, I've always been stubborn and very reactive. And I've worked on that myself, too. I've worked on that a lot, actually, mm-hmm. to change that narrative about me. Because it doesn't do anybody any good, right? Um, it's not the end of the world. I, I can fix this now before there's been times I haven't talked to people for years off of just a lack of communication off of something that happened years prior. Sure. And it's like, if I wasn't so stubborn, if I just took a minute to process, put myself in their position, thought about why I'm feeling the way I'm feeling and acting the way I'm acting, mm-hmm. I could have fixed that almost immediately, or I could have helped to fix that almost immediately had the other party wanted to do yeah. the same. So just sitting and processing and 
you know, considering all the emotions of it. Because most times it's the emotion of it, right? Sure. You're angry. Not just from that one thing. You're angry from the day, from mm-hmm. the week, from the month. Yeah. I just have to remember that that person is not the root of why I reacted that way. Mm-hmm. And it's a process. It's a process. And people hate when I do my solidarity thing and right. I just go MIA and, you know, bounce on everybody. But that's how I have to deal with it. I need to sit with myself first to think about it without hearing any other voices, any other screaming, yelling, any other, you know, whatever, however anybody else is going to act. Um, yeah, just processing. It's a, it's a huge, huge factor of my process. Okay. I think for me, it's just... Uh where those mindfulness practices come back into play because mm-hmm. with sitting and meditating mm-hmm. and doing that, it's more just a check-in of how I'm feeling Yeah, in that moment and being aware of the feeling in my body, uh, my mental state mm-hmm. at that point in time. And so by doing that, it trains the brain mm-hmm. to do that on its own. Yep. So, often. so when I'm getting in those moments, I the same thing, I can feel it start to build mm-hmm. and I can feel myself have a, a snarky reaction or a sarcastic, you mm-hmm. know, quick little quip, and I can feel like, oh, it's it's starting. Yeah. Let me stop it here. Yep. And sometimes I can't. <laughs> sometimes yep. I don't. Actually, I can't. Sometimes I don't. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can feel it start to build. So I think it's it's really really important to have those, you know, whatever your mindfulness practice is, whether it's you know sitting and doing the the classic meditation, or reading, or even exercise. Sometimes is 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 an awesome help. Just to be able to, again, separate thought from self mm-hmm. and realize, take that observer seat. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, look, look, look at you. Look at mm-hmm. you. Get yourself a little worked up here. You know, it's, it's, it's not the, the, the person who's slow um, with their order in front of you. It's, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> it's me. It's, yep. it's no one else's fault. It's, yep. it's me. And I can, I can try to let that go a little bit earlier before losing the, the, the totality of it. Um, another thing that's been kind of helpful for, for me, um, no spoiler alerts, I'm not going to give anything away, but uh, uh, my wife and I recently watched uh, that show Euphoria on HBO, mm-hmm. I know we talked about it a little bit, <laughs> and there was a, an episode where one of the main characters was relaying a, a traumatic thing that happened to her, the, the, the death of her, her father. And she was speaking about how everyone always says, like we just mentioned, everyone always says in those traumatic, awful I can't believe this is happening moments. It feels like we're watching a movie. Mm-hmm. You know, I just said that when I'm observing myself with, with getting angry, upset. It feels like I'm watching myself on a movie. Yep. And uh, the way she explained it was just, was just awesome. Because she said, it feels like I'm watching a movie because we want to put distance between ourselves and what we're feeling or what we're experiencing. Like, that's not us. So we're trying to put distance in it. And she really said it and brought me to tears. I'm getting a little emotional now. Uh, she said, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. It's not true. I want to feel all of those things. Mm-hmm. I want to embrace it fully because that's the only way I can really deal with it and not cover it up and, and be able to, to process it. So I, I, that really stuck with me. So like, I, I noticed like, you know, I did it just uh, last week where I started to have that movie feel. And it's like, no, that's a cop out. Mm-hmm. I'm putting distance between myself and what I'm feeling because I don't want to take responsibility for it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to acknowledge that it's me. I want to have an excuse. 
Yep. So trying to get rid of that movie feel. <laughs> like that. Still, still have the observer's seat, but not feel like it's not happening. Or not feel like I'm not feeling it. Because mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. And I got to own that. I got to be honest about that with myself and whoever is unfortunately caught in that crossfire. And I yeah. said that was a really, really powerful point. Like, don't put the distance between yourself. You got, like we talked about, you got to take that responsibility, take that accountability yeah. for what you're feeling, what you're doing, and don't try to put distance there. Yep. And I wholeheartedly agree. That's how I used to be. That That is exactly how I used to be. I didn't want to feel it. Put it in the back and, you know, compensate, compartmentalize. That was all me for so long until I started to feel. And it's almost like a little superpower of mine now. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I want to feel everything, man, because when you feel the worst, mm-hmm. there's nothing that can hurt you from that moment on. You know, you've you've felt it all. You've allowed yourself to feel it all. And um I mean it doesn't doesn't mean that you won't still react. It doesn't mean that you won't still, right. you know, get caught in your movie right. or make your snarky, you know, comments or anything. But um you just don't have as much vitriol towards people. Yeah. You know when you are able to allow yourself to feel and so many of us are either fearful of it or just don't want to because we're scared of how we'll react Mm -hmm. um you know we live in a day and age of a lot of suicide that goes on and Mm -hmm. such and just people are so in their minds and you never know what people are thinking which is another reason why we need to be more empathetic and more compassionate for people and the and the things they may be going through and i mean i've heard so many times just saying hi and asking how somebody's doing could make their day sure because who knows if they have anybody to talk to who knows what they've been going through you know um me personally i had a rough year last year Mm -hmm. if i wasn't able to let myself feel you would never have known but I pretty much for three, four months was a ghost, man. And I appreciate everybody who know me, who knows me and allowed me to be with self mm-hmm. and did check in on me, sure. you know, and just to hear that I'll be good. I'm, I'm struggling, mm-hmm. but I'll be yeah. good. You know, yeah. um, I needed that. I needed that to. To be able to move forward, because had I not sat there with feels mm-hmm. and with self, I could have been a nasty person right. this year to everybody. Yeah. And then and you still feel like you're watching that movie mm-hmm. with your reaction to people and the way that you're treating others, because you haven't allowed yourself to feel it. So you still have that distance between you and your actions. Mm-hmm. That's how you're treating someone else. And so closing that up first with being honest with how you feel about internally Mm -hmm. and then you're able to close up like oh if i treat someone this way it is me yeah and and i gotta feel that too yeah it's it's not a movie i'm not not watching this it's it's happening i'm doing it um yeah you're the director and the actor (laughs) you know you have you have all the power for the next scene Mm -hmm. for the end scene so you have to you know control that in a way that you would want to watch this movie play out you know so we mentioned a couple things but for the most part, we've been focusing on how internally 
mm -hmm. process and we deal with that. How, what are some things or ways that you can show that, we say show empathy, show compassion, but what does that mean? What are, what are some, like, some specific ways we can, it's kind of different if it's just someone in passing that we don't really like, you know, we can yeah. wave, smile, let that go. But what is someone in our life, like our, our partner, our friend, our family, we can see that happening to them. Mm -hmm. What are some ways that we can show that empathy and compassion to try to get them to take that pause? I always like to, well, I always like to attempt to take, if it's a friend or a family member, take them out of that element where they may get stuck in that rut, in that bad place where, you know, just the negative thoughts keep flowing and flowing and flowing mm -hmm. and because you're sitting with it, but you just, sometimes you just need to escape out of it. Sure. So let's go, let's go have lunch. Let's go to the beach. Let's go for a walk. Let's mm -hmm. go for a hike. Let's, let's do something that may be active or just maybe, you know, just our time to kind of connect and get you reacclimated to the outside world and what's there, you know, who's there for you. Um, and just, I, I'm, I can't stress enough. I'm very, very big on conversation. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to, yeah. you know, but if you do, I'm here. Let's, mm -hmm. let's do that too. But yeah. we can eat or we can walk or run or softball, volleyball, like we can do things. I just want to take you out of that element of where, because when I find myself sitting with it too much, mm -hmm. I know it's too much or right. I need to get out. Okay. And so I find myself just hoping somebody will, you know, not, not being dependent upon somebody, sure. but just hoping somebody will say, Hey, let's, uh, you want to do this or you want to get like, go here mm -hmm. or you know, that that helps me. Just that break, helps break me a lot. Yes, it helps me get out of where I'm at to move forward. Mm -hmm. Because I've been sitting with the feels now, sure. right? Now I need to get out right. of that element so yeah. that I can move forward. Okay. So for me, that that that's what I try to do with friends when I see them in that same situation. Yeah. I think it's important just to break that cycle, whatever it is, because it becomes a loop. Mm -hmm. in our heads uh, I know we probably all experience the same thing where we're, we're upset we're angry we're stressed anxious about something and it just becomes this constant loop and we just keep doing laps mm -hmm. with the same thing and it's it gets faster and faster every time like a little hamster on the, on, on the wheel yeah. so just something to to break that mm -hmm. to stop that and then we realize oh I've been I've done 27 laps <laughs> yeah. on this right now yeah. um, I noticed something that kind of worked you know again I, I relate everything back to you know my relationship with, with my wife because it's the closest thing Absolutely. to me. And it's still, you know, after being on my own for so long, it's, it's mm -hmm. still new to me to have someone that close mm -hmm. to me all the time. And so I notice when she's kind of getting stuck on one of those little mental laps and that rising anxiety, you know, anger is, is starting to come up. I found like one of the nice little breaks is just to just, just calmly say, hey, can I give you a hug? Yeah. And just to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. And because it's super easy and natural to kind of start responding in the same mm -hmm. way, especially if something gets directed, uh, indirectly directed at me. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to take offense to that and I want to respond and I want to explain myself. I want to defend myself. Yep. And so just to take that break 
to give her give her a break, mm-hmm. give give her the, the the cycle break, to say, hey, can I can I just give you a hug? Yep. Just just that that split second to just stop. It's really hard to say no to. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it is. if someone that you love is asking to give you a hug, absolutely, it's, it's tough to say no to. <laughs> absolutely, it really is. <laughs> Such a comforting comforting feeling. Yeah, it and really I, is. That was a good like. Uh, I tried that. Um, Last time was just like, oh, that's a good little, like, just break, pause. And then if it needs to continue after that, it can. Yeah. But at least at that point, we've kind of joined together a little bit better. And we can, mm-hmm. she can feel a little bit more free to express what she's feeling as opposed to having to defend to me what, she, what she's feeling. So I noticed that was kind of a, a powerful one. But like I said, same thing. If, if, you know, someone's been sitting in something for a long time, just whatever it takes to break that, that yeah. cycle, that brain cycle. Yep. And then suddenly you get outside and you see something. It's like, oh, I was stuck in that hole for a little bit. And, and yeah. this is all here. And this is, you know. It's beautiful. Perspective. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. Especially out here where we live, man. It's like, just go outside and mm-hmm. take it in for a second. Get some fresh air. Yeah. That, that's big. Fresh mm-hmm. air, man. Um, if there's anything we learned over this pandemic, <laughs> we got to get outside, man. Uh, it helps a lot. It helps a lot to just release and to breathe. And it's not all, you know, just held here in your chest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so many times, you know, we hold a lot in our minds, but we hold a lot in our hearts, which is right, right. there in our chest. Yeah. Uh, and you mentioned the hug and that. That breaks my armor, man. Right. Anytime I'm going through something, <laughs> somebody gives me a hug, that's when I just instantly, instantly. I never knew that about me until last year yeah. when things were, you know, kind of spiraling. Um, yeah, it does open up the floodgates for, you know, just releasing. Yeah. And I think that's an important part to always remember to release it mm-hmm. because there's easy ways to keep shoving it back down to cover it up. Mm-hmm. And maybe in a moment, that's what we need to do. Whether yeah. that is with, with alcohol or a substance or partying, if we need to cover it up for a little bit, that's what we need to do. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's okay. There's no judgment yeah. in that. But just know if you're covering it up, it's still there and you will need to get to the dealing with it at some point. Absolutely. But the important part is to remember that release. And so like, like you said, anything outside, uh, any kind of physical exertion mm-hmm. I think is, is awesome any, any kind of physical activity is an awesome way to release that because there's a physical exertion and it also helps I think it also helps just the mental emotional release yeah. at the same time so whatever it is I think it's most proper we always got to remember to release it at some point mm-hmm. to, to feel it deal with it and then release it because mm-hmm. there's a zillion different things we can do to cover it up yeah. we're, we're, we're taught that through most things, yeah. So you just cover it up and not deal with it, whether it's you know substance or activity or person, mm-hmm. whatever it is. But just know if you need to do that for a period, that's okay. Yeah, it's all right. We can we can allow ourselves that, but we got to know that it's still going to be there for sure when we get done. And so, with all that being said, I mean there is no right and wrong. Again, you just have to you have to sit and think you know, what this, where this is coming from and consider the other person and what this, how this might affect them. This is not going to just affect two parties. It's going to affect, you know, your friends, your family, their friends, their family. Like there's a whole domino effect to our actions and our reactions. It just has a perspective shift. 
when you notice something, you're feeling something, you're going to want to automatically go, I think this is good or I think this is bad. I think this is right or I think this is wrong. Mm -hmm. Let's just all take a second to notice that we do that mm -hmm. and then realize we don't have to. Yep. Nothing's good, nothing's bad, nothing's right, nothing's wrong. It's all just our perspective. Mm -hmm. So we have our preferences. We have the way we look at things. Through our experiences, those boxes are shaped. Yep. And then we, we, we categorize and we put things in there. And your box is going to be shaped differently than someone else's box. Mm -hmm. So just trying to get away from that aspect of, of the categorizing, which is just a form of judgment. Yep. Whether we're doing with with ourselves or with someone else, let's get away from that. Let that go. Yeah. It's just taking up unnecessary space and burning unnecessary calories. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well said, brother. Well said. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We will uh, we'll keep the conversations coming. Uh, if you like, we have our Instagram up. We got the link on the on the show notes and the episode notes, and email as well. If there's any topic or anything you think of that you want to talk about or would like to discuss or a specific question, general life advice, we're totally unqualified for, but you know, we'll, <laughs> we'll throw it on there. Uh, if you got something good, we can even have you on the show. So uh, feel free to fire away with whatever you got. Thank you guys. Have a great day. <laughs>